Welcome to Let's Just Face It. I am your host, Raquel Colina. It's time to address the issues that impact your lives and keep you from being who you were meant to be. Ladies, are you still hiding behind yourself or issues you just don't want to face? It's time to face them. I am here to help you face those issues holding you back. It's time to face those small fears and make big changes. Are you ready to get started? Hello, friends. Welcome to Let's Just Face It, the podcast dedicated to helping women like you who have faced the darkness of abusive relationships. I am your host, Raquel Colina, and together we're going to deep dive into the unspoken truths, the hidden pains, and the unwavering strength that resides within survivors like us. I am here to break the silence, shatter the stigma, and support your journey towards healing and empowerment. Join me every week as I will share stories, insights, and strategies to help you reclaim your life, your voice, and your power. Remember, you're not alone, and your healing journey begins right here, right now. Let's get started. Have you ever felt like your happiness depended on someone else's actions or words? If so, you're not alone. Emotional dependency can sneak into our lives and affect our well-being in many profound ways. But don't worry, because in this episode, will unravel what emotional dependency is, where it comes from, but most importantly, we'll explore steps that you can take to heal and regain your emotional independence. Emotional dependency has its origins early in our life experiences and relationships. It often begins during our childhood when a person conforms to their first attachments to their caregivers, typically the parents. These early relationships play a crucial role in shaping you as an individual to understand and manage your emotions for the rest of your life. If your caregiver was unpredictable in their responses to your emotional needs, or you became unsure of how to regulate your own emotions, these uncertainties can lead you to rely on external sources, such as romantic partners or friends to provide you with that stability and validation traumatic experiences during your childhood, such as neglect, abuse, or abandonment, can contribute to this emotional dependency. If you are a child that has endured such experiences, you may develop a fear of rejection or abandonment, making you more likely to seek constant reassurance and closeness as an adult in your adult relationships. Cultural and societal factors can contribute to emotional dependency. Societal norms that emphasize the importance of romantic relationships and romantic love can encourage people to place an excessive amount of their emotional well-being on their partners. This can lead to unhealthy reliance on a romantic partner for emotional fulfillment. Another way is low self-esteem and lacking self-confidence. That can be another origin of emotional dependency. When you don't feel good about yourself, you may seek validation and approval from others to fill in those gaps of the emotional void that you may experience within yourself. And lastly, personal traits and genetics. Some may have the natural tendency to be more sensitive or anxious, making you more prone to seeking emotional support and reassurance from others. But all in all, emotional dependency begins in childhood due to the inconsistent caregiving, traumatic experiences, societal pressures, low self-esteem, and individual predispositions. Understanding where this comes can be important for you in the steps to advocacy in the managing of this behavior, to lead a healthier and more balanced life within your relationships. 
When you develop emotional dependency in the early years, it often continues into childhood. And this is how it happens. In your earlier years, you didn't have consistent emotional support or validation from your caregivers. And then you learn to seek it somewhere else, like your friends or maybe even a romantic partner. This reliance on external validation became a pattern. And as you grow with emotional dependency, you tend to have low self-esteem, doubt your worth, and constantly be seeking reassurance from other people to feel good about yourself. This can make you feel anxious and insecure. As you keep growing into adulthood, these patterns of seeking validation can create challenges in your relationships. You may become overly clingy, dependent on your partner for your happiness. Adults with emotional dependency often struggle with being alone and doing things independently. You may fear solitude because it forces you to confront your insecurities and self-doubt without any external validation. Breaking free from emotional dependency can be challenging, but it is possible. You need to start building your self-esteem, learn self-validation, and develop a healthier, more balanced relationships all around you. Over time, you can become more self-reliant and find happiness within yourself, rather than being depending on others for their emotional well-being. Emotional dependency often spills into your intimate relationships. When you rely on your partner for emotional well-being, it can lead to unhealthy dynamics. In such cases, it's your happiness that becomes contingent on their actions and validations. After I left my abusive relationship, I decided to start communicating with somebody. We started texting back and forth. This person made me feel like I hadn't felt in a very long time. And it was just texting. The fact that this person made me feel seen, it was somebody that I knew, made me feel good about myself, made me want to crave this type of communication. We texted 24-7 and it became refreshing for me. It became good for my soul. But I was lacking so much from the narcissistic abuse that it became my everything. These conversations actually made or break my day. If I didn't hear from him during the first couple of hours in the morning, it would totally break my day. Like I would go into full depression mode to come and find out a couple of hours later that he would send me a good morning and then my whole mood changed. I became dependent on this outside source. For my happiness. I became dependent on somebody else to fill in the gaps of my own happiness and that's not good. Emotional dependency can have detrimental effects on your emotional well-being. It can lead you to anxiety, depression, low self-esteem and a sense of powerlessness. In intimate relationships it may result in conflict, codependency and even abusive situations. The dependence on external resources for your happiness can be a never-ending cycle of disappointment and dissatisfaction. Breaking free from emotional dependency is essential for your personal growth and a healthier emotional state. That's why they say that you have to be happy by yourself first and then find somebody to compliment you. You cannot find happiness outside of yourself if you haven't found it inside. You find it inside, and then you find things to complement you on the outside. Here are some steps that you can take to take care of yourself. Number one is self-awareness. You need to recognize and acknowledge the emotional dependency. That is your first step. 
You need to understand the patterns and triggers that lead you to be this dependent on somebody else. Number two is building self-esteem. You need to work on improving your self-esteem, your self-worth, and your self-love. You need to believe in the own value and capacities that you have. I have a free download if you're interested, and I'll put this link in the show notes so you can download a guide that can help you start building on your self-love. Number three, you need to create a support system of friends and family that provide you emotional support and validation. You need to have people around you that can tell you how valuable you are and what you mean to them to let you know that you are worthy and you can build your own happiness within you without seeking for outside people, for an outside source. You need to prioritize self-care. Do self-care activities that nourish you physically, mentally, and emotionally. You need to learn to set boundaries. Learn to establish and enforce boundaries in the relationships that you have to protect your emotional autonomy, whether they're friendships, work relationships, or romantic relationships. It doesn't matter. You need to start setting boundaries. Don't let people cross your boundaries. Redefine what happiness is to you. Redefining happiness is a very crucial step to breaking free from emotional dependence. Instead of relying on an outside source for joy, you need to practice daily gratitude. You need to focus on what you have and appreciate the small moments of happiness that you have in your life on a daily basis. You need to start pursuing your passions, engage in activities and hobbies that bring you joy and fulfillment. Practice mindfulness. You need to cultivate mindfulness to be present in the moment and find happiness within yourself. There is hope for you, but you need to unplug. You need to unplug from that outside source and recognize that everything that you need is within you. The fact that somebody failed you when you were younger, in your childhood, and provided you with childhood trauma, it's something that you can still work with today. I mentioned a moment where I was weak and I went into an emotional dependency moment I don't think I had ever realized that I was emotionally dependent on somebody. I would have never seen that in myself. But after I left the narcissist, I had a couple of years, I couldn't tell you the time frame that I took my kids and I lived by myself. But then after some time went by, I requested more child support. After this, he gave me a court battle and he won. He won 50% of custody, which meant that he would have the child 50% of the time and it was divided into three days and four days and then four days and three days. It was something that I had no idea how they can do because I don't think this is psychologically fair for a child either, but that's a topic for another day. The fact that at the same time, my 19-year-old daughter decided to leave my home because she was already past 18. When they were both finally gone after she had left, I fought her tooth and nail, believe me. I found myself all alone. If you hadn't followed me before, I am from Puerto Rico. I moved to Florida with him and the kids. And here in Florida, I had nobody. I didn't have any friends. I didn't have anybody. I started building from zero right on after, after I broke up. But at that moment, he had my son. My daughter had moved out. I ended up having for the first time in my life to sleep alone and to be in a house alone. I had no idea what that was like because I had never experienced it. And I never thought that that was possible because my boy was still so little. I would have never thought that I would find myself all alone in this moment in time. 
It became so hard for me that I didn't sleep for about a week. I had to get help with melatonin and other supplements so I can find a way to combine all this stuff together so I could fall asleep because there was no way I could sleep. The nights for me were very scary because of that emotional dependence. Because of that emotional dependency upon having somebody there. And even though at this point it wasn't specifically a partner, I would totally understand how we find ourselves in spots how we depend on somebody on such a level that we would rather suffer being with somebody who's not good for us just for the fact that we're not alone. I thought at this point that I would probably have considered going back to the narc because being alone was something that was for me unbearable. And let me tell you, if this is you right now, hold on, hold on tight. Because at the very beginning, it feels like you're dying inside. But once you get past that, once you start understanding all the positives that come from being alone, from knowing yourself, from being all by yourself, you will never want to be emotionally dependent on somebody else. I finally got my son back after 18 months of that back and forth, and I finally have full custody of him. I also did get my daughter back. She got pregnant and she came home after the baby was born, which right now is another blessing. But if they had to leave tomorrow on a trip or move out or whatever reason, it would hurt me and I would obviously feel lonely because I'm used to them. But I would not break. Not like I broke the first time because I had never been alone. Being alone and knowing yourself and understanding yourself is something that we all need to go through. And once you get past that pain of understanding, of learning to be alone, you will always want to have time for yourself, by yourself. Being emotionally dependent doesn't open the doors for you to get to know yourself inside and out. Being emotionally dependent on somebody means that you don't feel like you are worthy or you are enough all by yourself. Always needing to be plugged into something else to make you happy. That's why they say that you need to make yourself happy first and then find a partner that compliments you. But you don't look for somebody to make you happy because your happiness has to come from within you. In conclusion, emotional dependency is a natural aspect of childhood development and if it's not addressed, it can persist into adulthood and intimate relationships. This will cause you emotional distress and harm. You need to recognize that independence and taking proactive steps to building your emotional self-sufficiency is completely essential for a healthier and more fulfilling life. I can tell you that. But you need to start redefining what happiness is as an internal state rather than relying on external resources. If you need to break free from emotional dependency and embark on a journey towards self-discovery and emotional well-being, I want you to learn more about the Rising Strong Society. It's designed to help women recover and rebuild their lives after abusive relationships. The program offers mentorship and guidance to help you not only heal, but also learn from your experience and make sure this doesn't happen again. I understand that everybody's journey is unique, and that is how you as a founding member can help create a different experience. From masterclass videos, mindset videos, book clubs, community, and much more. The community provides a safe space where you can connect with other women who are going through similar experiences. The sense of belonging can be incredibly healing and reassuring. This is not just another program. 
This is a continuing membership that you get to be there month after month after month. And because I realize the situation that you may be in, it's only $19 a month. To learn more, just go to raquelcolina.com forward slash membership. I will be putting the link in the show notes so you can easily access it. Keep pushing forward because we will rise together, my friend. Well, that's all for today. And thank you for joining. Let's just face it. Remember, facing small fears can lead to big changes. And you have the strength to face these small fears and break free from manipulation and thrive. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week. It has week. been a pleasure being with you here today. As always, thank you so much for joining us. And remember that you can share this episode with your friends and family. You can subscribe so you can get notifications when the next episode is up. And you can also review the show so you can help us reach more people. Thank you so much. Hope you have a blessed week. Take care. Bye-bye.